Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's going on? Sorry about that. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Top 10. This is a brand new show created by Leo, um, actually. Um, I'm really excited for what this show is going to be doing. But before we get into the show and everything, let's introduce the panelists. Um, Leo, what's going on, buddy? Hey, what's up, everybody? Ready to talk awesome superhero battles with everyone tonight. Absolutely. It's going to be a lot of fun. We also have Eric. What's going on, Eric? Oh, not much, man. I got the fist taped up. I'm ready to go to war. Let's do this. Let's do this. And last but not least, what's going on, Gerald? Nothing much, man. Just excited to get the show on the road. All right. Before we start, just to let the audience know, Top 10 is a new show of Geek Vibes. Every week we we will be debating. Sorry, this is a little tongue twister. Uh, top 10 best things in superhero movies, uh, you know, TV shows, movies, everything. Um, so this week we are debating the top 10 best fight scenes in super mo- superhero movie history. I cannot talk. Um, so uh, without further ado, let's get right into it, guys, and let's have some fun. I'm going to start with you, Gerald. What are you picking to be at the number 10 spot to start off our list? Okay, I'm going to do a uh, blast from the past. I'm going to pick uh, Blade versus Frost. Blade versus Frost. Was that, um, oh, man, the guy who played Hellboy? Uh, uh, nah. Oh, I can't remember his name. Oh, that sword versus... fight? The, the sword fight scene? It's like the like... ending scene of, of, of the, I believe it's the first Blade movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that now. Yeah, uh, doing with those swords. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, all right. Before we go any further, um, all right, Leo, do you do you think that that should be in the top ten list? Um, that's such a good contender, but I actually had another choice from another Blade movie um, in the in the list, so. Uh, I would argue that another blade fight scene goes over goes in the list instead of that one. Okay, um, Eric, do you think that that scene, Blade versus I'm still trying to figure out who Frost is, um, should be in uh, the top ten list? 
Um, hmm. I actually like that fight scene. That was a pretty cool scene. That was after Frost got the uh, the blood demon entity thing inside of him, and mm-hmm. uh, those two started going off. They were in the sarcophagus I, or the the area, whatever it's called. Um, that was actually a really good fight. I mean, those two guys. The, the the filming, the stunts, all of that. I really like that. I'm going to say we keep it. So with I'm this, John, you with us, buddy? Man, I would I, that that was a good one, though. Wow. I remember that battle. <clears throat> Just the sheer density of, like, the blades. What made that fight scene so crazy was for years, like as a young kid, Blade thought his mom had died, and to find out that Frost was the mom, Frost was the vampire who bit his mom, who wound up is the reason why Blade exists. And then you know he infuses the blood demon and stuff like that. And then he also had to kill his mom too, which sent him on like this type of Wolverine berserker rage, which he went in and just killed anything and everything in his path. So that one definitely was I'll like say my, this, like, Gerald, my argument against why I wouldn't put it in the top ten. I would argue that's not even the best fight scene of that movie. I believe the way that movie started is the best fight scene out of the entirety of that movie. Picture it. First time we're seeing um, Blade, which is a, which is a, a character because he's not really a superhero. He's an antihero, a character of Blade's uh, of Blade's caliber that not many mainstream people knew about. We're seeing him walk in this club full of just people, you know, dancing their hearts out. Looks like a rave or whatever. And then you just see Blade in this long trench coat with his sword coming through his trench coat, and he he goes in there, and then all of a sudden. He just starts ripping through the entirety of the vampires in that club. Blood is everywhere. It's like the most insane, fun, crazy thing I think I've ever remember seeing in like a quote-unquote superhero movie ever. I thought that fight scene, which was just Blade ripping through people, was maybe a better fight scene than, um, than that ending battle. I do get you on, on the emotion and everything that went into that last battle, but I just remember not really knowing who this character was and seeing him just rip through an entire club filled, filled with vampires was more memorable than that ending scene. Mainly because when you said Frost, I thought that was uh, who the guy who played Hellboy, uh, Ron Perlman. I thought that was that fight. I actually liked that fight more than the ending, the one in Blade 2 where uh, him and Ron Perlman were going at each other. I thought that was insane. Insanely dope. Um, but, you know, again, this is a vote by committee. So Gerald has that uh, as his pick. Um, Eric, unfortunately, sorry, guys, my call had dropped, so I didn't get a chance to finish hearing. Um, Eric, did you think that that belonged in the top ten list? I did. I thought that was actually a really good uh, – the actor's name is Stephen Dorr. Um, okay. That you were trying to remember. But Thank anyway. You. No, no, no problem. Um, but, you know, it, again, about me, I'm a writer, so, I, you know, I kind of look at stuff, you know, based on, yeah, I would have written it this way or that way. The emotion of the fight, you know, the fact that 
Stephen Dorff was all blood gotted up and everything like that, and you're kind of thinking, okay, Blake, great, but can he really take down a blood god? You know, I um, I think it should have stayed, but that's just me personally. Um, so you don't agree that the the opening was a better fight scene than the uh, that ending battle? It would have to be a 1A, 1B for me, with the opening okay. scene being a 1B. Oh, okay. All right, no problem. Um, Leo, you've heard both Eric and Gerald explain why they think that should be on the list. Has that changed your mind at all? Um, No, because I did actually really enjoy the first battle scene where uh, Blade was murking up the clubbers. That was actually my number 10. Um, and it was, it was just such a phenomenal scene. Like I remember seeing that as a child, I think for that, I think that for me just kind of throws in a little bit of nostalgia into the mix. Like just my dad took me to see that film and it just brings back Mm -hmm. the chills that I had when he, when I first seen that character and it's like, this is a guy we have never seen that. I mean, I, I haven't even, I hadn't even seen that many Wesley Snipes movies. I was only five years old. So it was the first time I had even seen Wesley Snipes. And it just established, like, this badassery for me that made me want to continue watching the whole series. Yeah. No, I'm completely with you. But I will say, because unfortunately, um, huge shout-out to Shay, who is actually uh, hitting the books. That's why she couldn't be joined with us uh, tonight. Um, We do not have a tiebreaker. So, I will say, because this was something I originally had on my list, um, was a bunch of Blade uh, battles, and this happened to be one of the Blade battles. Um, I just thought it was a different one because of the name. Um, I will say for now, Gerald, we will keep mm-hmm. this in there. I will say to everyone, though, moving forward, anything we vote on to make it into the list, remember this. Do not say yes to something that if something else is mentioned, you could easily find, you could easily take out what you just voted for and put something else in. Um, you know, just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Make sure what you're voting in is something that it'd be really hard for you to have to vote out. Just keep that in mind. But we'll, we will keep it, Gerald, um, for now. Leo, I pass it to you. What do you think should be at number nine? Ooh, number nine, um, Batman versus Superman, that warehouse scene where he was fighting the thugs. That is literally one of, probably one of my favorite Batman scenes to date. I mean, it's just, it, it is just guns blazing and Batman, I mean, dude tried to shoot Batman in the head and he, his suit deflected it. Like, this was just the ultimate example of Batman being prepared for anything. I mean, he took down – I mean, I want to say there was probably about 15, 20,000 there, and I know they were kind of – they weren't that complicated of enemies, but this is just how I wanted to see Batman. Like, I wanted to see Batman taking down – mowing down a, a herd of guys, all of them with guns, but, like, you know, with his gadgets and with his smarts. I mean, he even picked up a, a crate – with the bat rope and and flinging at, like, three guys, and one of them got, like, smushed against the wall. Like, this, that was what I wanted to see. And I know a couple people were disturbed at the fact that Batman was killing people, but, eh, I I just, this is is the Batman I wanted. So I I really like that scene. I would put it at number nine. Uh, Well, Leo, um, luckily, 
one thing you will learn about me is um, Batman is a shrine of mine. So you had me at Batman. Um, so I agree with you. I, I don't even really need to go any further into why I agree with you. Uh, you said bat, and then man came after. So I'm sold. Do you agree that the warehouse scene that was literally plucked from all of the Arkham games um, should be put in at number nine? Oh, I don't like you guys because I actually had it at my number eight spot. So, yeah, I totally agree with you. Getting to watch Batman go way through those guys, like only Batman could. I mean, it felt like something Scott Snyder wrote in the comic book and Greg Capolo drew. And I just sat there with my jaw open. The other thing I love about the scene is when he does rescue Martha – and, you know, he's kind of over her with the cape, and he goes, I'm a friend of your son. And she goes, I figured the cape. You know, just the little the little humor in there also really sold it for me. So I totally agree. Both my hands down, yes, it needs to be there. Yeah, no, honestly, absolutely. And, again, um, you know, a lot of people that give Zack Snyder a lot of flack, the man is a visionary. And visually, you're always going to get something very special. Um, and visually, uh, the biggest complaint I've always had of Batman is he never really fought like a martial artist in the movies. Like, it never seemed like all those years he was away from Gotham, you know, in the comics where he was supposed to be gone training with the League of Assassins and a whole bunch of different martial artists. In all of the Batman movies, he had only moved his arm. So it was like, all right, well, these aren't actual, like, it doesn't seem like these are Batman fighting styles. And then when Christian Bale came in with his really unique, weird way of, 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 of fighting, it just never really seemed effective in any of his movies. So it was, it was, it was about time we got a Batman who had effective um, fighting skills and utilized them properly. And I'll say this, it was about time we had a Batman that could kick, like consecutively, like more than one second. It was really interesting to see, and we got to see all of his gadgets. We got to see the gadgets come alive. Um, I'm mm-hmm. tired of seeing Batman movies to where it seems like the, one of the smartest people in DC Comics just has, like, the most ordinary gadgets, like gadgets a nine-year-old Robin could create. Finally, we had some more high-tech, actual, like, you know, worthy of Batman type of gadgets. And, and like Leo said, the violence didn't put me off at all, mainly because Zack Snyder said he was pulling from um, Dark Knight uh, Returns, which is a very brutal Batman. Uh, yes. And I think this fit. You had a Batman who lost, uh, who lost Jason Todd, um, who was still kind of reeling from that pain. Uh, he felt responsible, and you saw it in his, in his fighting. Like, he was even branding guys. This Batman was so dark and so brooding, and I loved it. And that fighting scene, like I said before, was ripped out of the Arkham games, which was beautiful. Um, Gerald, I am pretty sure I already know what you're going to say, but I will ask anyway. Does Batman the warehouse scene make it in the top ten list? Of course he does. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just piggyback off what you said. Like, it, it, it basically they brung uh, Frank Miller's The Dark Knight to the big screen. And to go... So to basically just to see that, like to see the gadgets, just like even and you know Batman v Superman, the trailer alone when they showed him, you know using his uh, what is it a zip line or grappling gun to you know 
just the jump from building to building, it was just like, finally, we had Batman movies since, what, the, you know, the 80s, and they haven't shown that, and it took, what, 20-something years just to get the proper Batman on screen. So it, it's definitely a stamp of approval for me. Like, that, to me, Ben Affleck, I really hope he doesn't go, but Ben Affleck has, has to be the greatest Batman performer. Now, it made that scene even more iconic is if you had um, Kevin Conroy doing the voiceover for that scene. Like, that would have been even greater. But that scene gets a set of approval, and it deserves number nine. Uh, we all are in green, uh, all in agreement. Sorry, I really cannot talk. I don't know what's going on with me. Um, but all right, um, Eric, it is now on you. Give us number eight. Well, I kind of did a flip flop because, like I said, my original number eight was Batman saving Martha Kent. But now my number eight is, and I call this Road Rage: Nick Fury versus the Hydra agents in the Winter in the Winter Soldier. Uh, the scene was amazing. The brutality, you felt every hit between the cars. The, the sound editing was just sharp. But the, And again, you know, it's the little things in there, just the humor of him yelling at the car, yelling at the car's AI to do something or what's available, you know, or whatever. But, man, that scene... I remember the first time I saw that scene, and I looked at my wife afterwards and went, I'm tired. Pause the movie. You know, it's like, no, I need a break now. So that's my that's my choice. All right. Yeah, a very great choice because that, that scene was just like, whoa, holy crap. Um, before I go, I'm going to go to Leo and Gerald first. Do you guys think Nick Fury's um, high-speed chase um, deserves a spot on this top ten list? Leo, I'll start with you. Sorry, I didn't say anyone's name. Oh, okay. Leo, I'll start with you. I'm sorry. Leo and Gerald. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, so sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, no problem. Um, yes, that scene literally. I I remember seeing that scene in theaters, and it gave me chills. Like, just I, to be honest, I was like, I think that was probably the the one MCU scene that probably had some of the most bullets fired, like on the ground level in any of the movies, like, that that scene was just so good, and the high-speed chase, and the, I don't know, man, my heart was beating the whole time, so I gotta put that on the list, I gotta go, yes, for sure. Okay, alright, Gerald, do you agree? Um, yeah, um, I would have to say the opening of that scene is when, uh, you know, basically Nick Fury's driving, and you just see, you know, Bucky shoot the, I guess, it looks like a, um, a mine cannon, let's just call it like a mine gun, and the, the, mm-hmm. the missile like kind of attaches to his car and then blows it up like that. I believe that's that scene. And then like mm-hmm. next thing you know, the, the um, agents start coming around him and start shooting up his car, and you actually see fear of death in Nick Fury's one good eye. So it, that that scene deserves to stay at number eight. Um, I'm going to say yes, purely off of the fact that I believe that scene, uh, uh, what, what happened from that scene and then what happened after that movie, I believe is, um, when we first got officially a scroll, I believe Nick Fury actually did die 
and a scroll came and uh and changed and, and took form of Nick Fury. And that's oh. the Nick Fury we've had since then. So just purely off of the fact that I like the I like the connective tissue in my mind of what that scene led up to and what I believe we'll be getting uh in the future, I'm gonna say yes. Um, but I will say that movie alone could possibly have 10 of the best, greatest fight scenes ever in just that mm-hmm. one movie, uh, Winter Soldier. So, yeah, I, I, I don't really have a strong argument against it um, as of now. So, Eric, I, I, I'm going to say yes. Um, I'll definitely put that in there. <clears throat> um, Nick Fury, car chase. All right. All right. So, so far we have Blade versus Frost. Batman warehouse scene, and Nick Fury car chase. Um, so, <clears throat> with number seven, I am going... All right, let's see here. I want to start off crazy. Uh, all right, I'm going to go with the fun one. <clears throat> I'm going Spider-Man versus the Lizard. Not the final Ooh. battle one, even though that might have been the one I should have went with. Not the final battle one. I'm going... When the lizard showed up at their high school, where Peter is with Gwen, he's rushing everyone to, to evacuate, and Peter in street clothes is actually going up against the lizard. Then we get a fun scene where the lizard throws Peter through a wall, and and he's telling Peter, like, I could make this city better. I could make the people better. And then you just see Peter throw a shoe at him, comes out of the, the, the hole as Spider-Man, and not only do they give a really fun and a really interesting fight scene together, you get one of the funniest moments in a Marvel movie where they're fighting in the library and there's, like, no audible. They're fighting in the library, and then you see Stan Lee just filing away books. The lizard throws a table at Stan Lee. Spider-Man then webs it, swings it back at the lizard. Stan Lee, not knowing what's going on behind him, has headphones on, just walks away dancing. Um, that not only was fun, but it, the fight scene uh, between the two of them was really, really, really good. I thought that um, the lizard, we kind of got a, a really good portrayal of the lizard from that movie. And um, very underrated because of how great Tom Holland turned out to be. Um, Andrew Garfield did an amazing job in that first movie. The second one, I don't think I blame on Andrew Garfield. I think I blame on Sony, so I'll keep the second one out of out of my mouth, um, but he did a really amazing job with Spider-Man in that first one, and I think he had a really good fight scene between him and Lizard uh, in the school. So, um, Leo, I'll go to you first. Um, do you think that Spider-Man versus the Lizard in his school, um, I'll, I'll keep it to just that one that one moment, deserves to be on the top ten list? Um, well, considering Spider-Man being the very first comic that I ever read, uh, most definitely. Spider-Man is like your Batman, I, I have my Spider-Man shrine. I love Spider-Man to infinity and beyond. So absolutely. Um, I also love the use of his webs in this scene. Like he kind of like uses his web to wrap him up, to tangle him up. Um, that was a really good example of like what Spider-Man can do, not only with uh, his combat, but also with the web swinging. And like when you were talking about Stan Lee, I was just like trying to contain my excitement because <laughs> that's the be- very <laughs> best part of that scene. And just watching that, as a Spider-Man fan, I was like, oh, my God, Stan Lee got put in it. Like, ah, I just couldn't contain myself. So definitely, definitely, and uh, definitely. Yeah, no, I, I think what I enjoyed the most was I think what we didn't get from Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man in the sense of 
what Spider-Man really was. And it was a child at heart. Um, but he was as strong as like a, a billion uh, people. Um, and I just loved it when the lizard threw Peter through the wall and he's just giving this whole speech about how he can make, you know, the genetics better and stuff like that. And Peter just throws a shoe at him. Like that, that's what, that's what Spider-Man is. He is uh, a watered down version comically, not character wise, comically of Deadpool. Like that's something Deadpool would do as you're, as, as you're trying to be serious, he would do something funny, like throw his underwear at you. Just to like completely throw you off, like wait, what? Like <laughs> you threw a shoe at me? So I love that they were able to embody who Spider-Man truly was in a way that I don't think Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man was able to do. And no fault to Tobey Maguire, he just wasn't written that way. He it seemed like he was written like a thirty-something-year-old Spider-Man rather than what he should have been, which was um, late teens, early twenties kind of Spider-Man. But, I, you know, I'm not going to get into that. I mean, you had Tobey Maguire, who's obviously 30, playing a 20-year-old, but whatever. Anyway, um, Eric, uh, do you think Spider-Man versus the Lizard in the school uh, deserves a spot on this list? Yes, please. Dear God, yes. For the shoe, for the webbing, for, for the Stan Lee scene, you know. The, I mean, that whole scene was brilliant. Absolutely just brilliant. Loved it. Um, you know, I'll be honest, I'm not as big of a Spider-Man mark as I am, say, Batman or something like that. But still, I truly appreciated what I saw on the screen. And like you, when he threw the shoe, it, you know, it was just like, well, crap, all I have is my shoe. Okay, here, take it. You know, and he throws it. You know, that that is a very Deadpool-esque kind of thing to do. And, and, and you know, it, yeah. A hundred percent, please. This this one has to stay. This, this this one definitely has to stay. I don't have a lot of Spider-Man in my list, but this one needs to stay. Yeah, uh, I find I found it very difficult to choose between this battle and the actual final battle, where I think he, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, was on like this this some he was on something that he uses webs to catapult himself off of that I thought was just so beautifully shot, um, that I thought deserved a spot. And then I was just like, nah, that scene when they were in school embodied what it meant to be Spider-Man, I felt. And like Leo said, something that was very underrated um, because we haven't really gotten a lot of it in uh, a lot of these Spider-Man movies. He strategically and very Spider-Man-like used his webbing in a way that we really haven't seen. I don't believe we saw that a whole lot with Tom Holland's Spider-Man in that first movie, just really how creative he was with using his webs. I mean, he completely had that guy at a standstill. He couldn't move. Uh, A lot of people Mm -hmm. forget how strong his webbing uh, truly Mm -hmm. is. So I thought that that also was something very interesting that went into why I chose this scene over the the ending scene, which I thought was shot beautifully. Um, Gerald, do you agree with us that this deserves a spot on the list? I do, simply... uh put because um the fight scene that took place before that that fight scene when uh peter was in the sewer and he you could tell like he was obviously he's a kid and he stupidly forgot his camera in the sewer so the lizard was like okay you know what the only way i could get you when you're not spider-man i'm gonna come and get you when you're your alter ego so i'm gonna come to your hood and get you and you know and bust you up and so what happened, 
came he came to the high school and caught Peter off guard with and, you know and only thing like like you guys said he only had a shoe and he chugged it at him but that that great li- library scene was a good good fight scene so that definitely stays on the list. Yeah, I agree, and I will say um, speaking of uh, you know him being able to utilize his webbing properly, that sewer scene was 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 a great use of of his webbing also. And by the way, any writer of a superhero movie, try not to be as much of a cliche as that. the ending of that scene was. Peter, no one, that school doesn't look like it's anywhere near quote-unquote bad neighborhoods or anything. Why did you have your name on it? Like, that just, to me, didn't make that much sense. But anyway, all right, so uh, what we have on the list so far, Blade versus Frost at number 10, Batman Warehouse scene at number 9, Nick Fury car chase at number eight, and Spider-Man with the lizard in school at number seven. So, Leo, I'm kicking it to you. What is number six? Uh, number six for me is Captain America, the um, another Winter Soldier clip uh, when they were in the street, and um, uh, Black Widow goes after Bucky and... Uh, Captain America has to come in and save her. That that scene is what established like the Russo brothers for me and how they do their action scenes. Just so dynamic. I mean, Steve just comes rushing in like Winter Soldier is about to take out Black Widow and he just comes rushing in with the shield and it's just high intensity the whole time and that clash between the arm and the shield like just kind of shows that they're like matched in power pretty much. And I know he doesn't know it's Bucky, but the whole time we know it's Bucky, and we're just, like, kind of waiting that whole, the, the anticipation for him to find out that it is Bucky the whole time is just crazy. And the fact that he steals the shield, throws it right at him, and Cap is, like, still going with him. I mean, knife and everything. Winter Soldier's got a knife, and he's trying to slice him, and Cap is just going blow to blow with this guy. Like, it is just such an intense and awesome scene. So I'm going to throw that on the list. Um, yeah, as you were saying it, I was writing it in at number six. I don't think anyone's going to argue this. Uh, that was beautifully shot, that entire sequence. Um, and what I loved most about what the Russo brothers were able to put in that that scene that uh, kind of goes unmentioned, a lot of people, because they don't have much knowledge of Captain America, think he uh, the only use he has is a shield. Like, oh, if you take a shield, what can he do? You forget he's really skilled in hand-to-hand. Like, the guy can mm-hmm. fight. He's not just one of those guys that's like, oh, Green Lantern, your ring's gone. What are you going to do now? Like, no, that's not Captain America. Uh, he can fight hand-to-hand. Uh, and they, they, they showcase that very beautifully. Um, like I said, this movie easily could have six out of the ten spots uh, for best fight scenes in a superhero movie. The Russo brothers, and I think I made a post of, uh, of this on Facebook the other day, they just get these characters in a deeper way that it seems like nobody else that's, that has directed a Marvel movie can connect with these characters. They get Stark so so well in, in his mm-hmm. technology. They understand Captain America on a level I don't even think the comic books understood Captain America. Um, so I agree with you. This was beautifully shot. I saw Falcon, um, us seeing Falcon for the first time on the big screen was beautiful. Um, the wings were well done. I, I, did, I did say to myself in that entire sequence, Man, it would be super cheesy, and I, I would end up hating it. But as I look back, I would have loved, like, a nod to it. I would have really loved for him to actually have a bird, like his actual mm-hmm. falcon. I thought that would have been, like, hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, that, and I'll, I'll even go a step further. 
um, Leo, as far as that scene, as great as I thought the hand-to-hand between those two were, I thought the scene before where he jumped on the car and they're kind of just, like, escaping on, like, that car door, I thought that was just beautifully shot also. That entire scene was just amazingly shot. Um, Eric, cut me off before I keep going. Uh, (laughs) Do you think it deserves a spot on this list? Oh, my God, yes, and you're right. I I think this list is going to have a lot of, of, you know, the Winter Soldier and Civil War. I mean, you're right. Certain creators get certain characters. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis got Ultimate Spider-Man and also Miles Morales. You know, you've got Scott Snyder got Batman. Uh, Josh Williamson gets The Flash. The Russos, I wouldn't want to follow the Russos on anything they touch in Marvel because I know me as a creator, I I would never feel confident enough after knowing that the Russos touched it. Mm -mm, No, I'd be like, no, give me something else. I I don't want that. You know, that that scene beautifully shot, told an amazing story. Falcon's wings were cool. I remember the first time I saw him come out and he was doing some of his stuff, I'm like, Okay, you know, that's when you knew that they were taking, I mean, you knew they were taking Marvel seriously, but still, this was like, this was a great alternative to the Feather Wings and to the Birds, which we kind of got a small nod in Civil War, but still, you know, so um, I, I, I can find absolutely no reason to keep this off the list. So please, yes, this, put it on the list. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, to what you were saying about uh, anyone who has to follow in their footsteps, honestly, I think when Avengers 5 comes around, I think the only clear-cut choice is James Gunn, uh, have James Gunn do an Avengers film. But outside of that, yeah, after Infinity War and whatever Avengers 4 is, God bless whoever comes after that that has to direct uh, those films. I mean, you have every actor that is a part of the Marvel world that keeps saying Infinity War might be the greatest movie ever. So not only does that put a lot of pressure on whatever 4 is, puts a lot of pressure on whatever in, uh, Avengers movie they do after that. So God bless whoever has to fill the Russo brothers' shoes. Um, Gerald, do you agree that this should be on the list? Well, uh, duh, the crazy thing is I had that at number 9. So it goes, it goes with that <laughs> list, though. Yeah, it's, an, it's a year for me. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. This is definitely, like I said, Leo, as soon as you first said it, I had already started to write it down. So, yeah. <laughs> like I said, I didn't see anybody uh, voting against this. Um, Eric, what is number five? Well, I, I'm going to go a little weird on y'all here. Um, I want I want for number five to be the first time that Deadpool and Ajax fought each other in the burning building. When Deadpool got out of the uh, the chamber, I call it the torture chamber because really that's what it was, you know, and Ajax being a prick about it, you know, after Wade's been tortured and hurt, you know, they're, they're fighting in a burning building against each other, trying to kill each other. And also just, this is just going to sound funny, but I just, I'm going to say it. 
Brian's balls and ass were hanging out in that fight. I'm sorry. That deserves to be on the list just for a novelty reason alone. I mean, it, yeah, there was that... so much. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, you know, there there was so much emotion in the fight. Everything that poor Wade had been through, what he thought he was getting into, and then to realize when he got royally screwed. And he didn't even care. Ass and balls hanging out. He's like, I'm going to kill you. It's going to happen. I'm going to kill you. It was just great. Yeah, it was definitely an uncomfortable thing for me to watch. But um, before I go, Leo, did you think, do you think uh, Wade Wilson, because that's before he became Deadpool, Wade Wilson versus Ajax in the fire deserves a spot on this list? I think it does deserve a spot on this list. Um, it offers that parallel, like that, um, that opposite to what Deadpool really is. I mean, for most of the movie, we're laughing, we're enjoying a good time, and this is like that one very emotional scene where Wade just loses everything. He loses his appearance. He loses his girl. I mean, he might, he he thinks he's gonna lose his life. I mean, for all he knows, he doesn't know he's gonna survive. The building burns down. He thinks he's going to die. I mean, it's just such an emotionally intense battle that I definitely think it deserves a spot on this list. And not to mention the fire, like they're battling in a burning building. And we know as as fans, Deadpool's not going to die because he has his regenerative ability, but he doesn't know that. So it's just, it's a great scene all around. And I, I, I can't remember that actor's name that does Ajax, but I just, I love that guy. Yeah, yeah, and it was unfortunate that he uh, had to step down from his role in Hellboy because I think he would have done really good things uh, with that role. Um, but, Gerald, do you think Ajax versus Wade Wilson in the fire deserves a spot on this list? Yes, only because at the the end of that fight, Wade gets impaled by this, like, pole sticking out the ground. And Ajax instantly knew, okay, yeah, Wade's dead. And the fact that Wade is just patiently waiting there, like, you know what, I'm going to let you leave. I'm going to let you think that you killed me. Then I'm going to come back and snip your balls off. So, yeah, that that definitely deserves to be in there. That is one way to put it. Um, yeah, all right, so um, that makes it to the list. So um, our new list is Blade versus Frost at 10. Batman Warehouse scene at 9, Nick Fury car chase at 8, Spider-Man vs. Lizard uh, at 7, Cap vs. Bucky at 6, and Ajax vs. Wade Wilson at 5. All right, Gerald, what is number 4? I got a bunch of good ones, but I'm I'm probably going to get a bunch of no's on this one, but I'm going to take it back to, like, you know, when, you know, Evanescence was great. I'm going to say... Daredevil versus Kingpin, 03. Mm. Mm. Um, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I that, that was one of the ones that I had on my list before I redid my list, but I still completely respect that scene. Uh, Michael Clark Duncan did an amazing job as Kingpin. He embodied he what it meant to be Kingpin, that big brooding guy that, that's very business savvy that can take over an entire city. Um, I would have loved to have seen a Deadpool 2. Uh, not Deadpool 2, I'm sorry. Daredevil 2 with that same cast. Uh, unfortunately, the writing of that movie was 
the highest form of garbage. Um, but everybody that was in it was just amazing. Um, so I do not take anything away from those actors. Outside of Ben Affleck's horrible blind face, I thought that movie was really well acted from everybody. Um, I think I'm of the minority that really loved that movie. Um, I think that deserves a spot on this list, even though I don't even think that was the best fight scene um, in that movie. Uh, but I'm biased because I loved Michael Clark Duncan as, as Kingpin. Um, Leo, I'll go to you. Does that deserve a spot on this list? Uh, while Clark Duncan was a good Kingpin, I just, I, I really didn't like that, that, uh, Daredevil that much. Um, I wasn't that impressed and I don't know. It just wasn't that memorable of a scene for me. So I'm going to have to go with no. Not a problem, buddy. Not a problem. Um, Eric, do you think that this scene deserves, uh, a spot on this list? And remember guys, just keep this in mind. Uh, if we put this in, this is number four, so there's only three spots left. That in mind, we're we're getting down really close to finalizing this list. Um, but Eric, do you think that this deserves a spot at number four, or even on this list at all? I've got to say, I think there were some. I, this fight was good. It was interesting. You know, it had a lot of nice things to it. I think some of the other earlier fights were just a scooch better. So, unfortunately, I'm going to have to say no. Um, yeah, Gerald, like I said, man, I love I loved that scene. And I am one of those rare people that love that movie. Uh, if you could have taken – if I could watch that movie in, with, with no words, I, I usually like it a lot better because that writing was just cringeworthy. <laughs> um, but like I said, I didn't even think that was the best fight scene in that movie um so we're gonna we're gonna all agree um well except for you because you picked it Gerald. but we're all gonna pass on that one no i i accepted Um, that's i was just a shot in the dark but i just thought that was a cool fight scene but no i agree with you guys i I thought it was really well done by the way um because it doesn't get mentioned enough a really 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 cool daredevil video game uh for game boy i think game boy advance came from that movie that I love. Um, so I'm just throwing that out there. I really love that movie, and a really cool video game came from it, but whatever. Um, all right, so now that we're getting closer to the nitty-gritty, I'm going to go a lot with my um, harder choices. Um, at number four, and I think number four is a perfect spot for this, I'm going Hulk versus Abomination, um, purely because Ooh. that was the first time we got Hulk saying Hulk's smash and i thought that that was very well placed i thought that fight scene was amazing that was great i mean the hulk taking cars and making them his gloves like like you know kind of like these these weird kind of fists i thought was amazing him punching abomination out and then hulk thinking like yeah i got him abomination spits the tooth out and goes is that all you got i thought was freaking amazing um, I also love the emotion that came from this scene, Hulk being torn. Him not wanting to kill Abomination, but knowing he had to just to, just to stop him from destroying the city. Um, and, you know, Abomination got some really great hits off um, against the Hulk. Uh, but, yeah, that fight scene alone, I think, deserves a spot on this list. Uh, Eric, I'll start with you. Do you agree? Sorry about that. I totally agree. In no, fact, no. I, 
I saw this movie about two weeks ago and watched it with my oldest daughter, and we both just sat there, you know, with our jaw on the floor at this scene, you know, when they're, I mean, they threw down, like, two gamma power beasts would, you know, again, this, this felt like something being written in the comic book, you know, and it was a total homage, and the whole smash and, and the emotion, and even for the CG at the time that they did for these two, you could still you could see the emotion on Bruce's face as the Hulk, you know. And I mean, this was Titanic damage, and just watching Betty's face as she's watching it as an observer, and God, I love that scene. That that. We need another Hulk movie, please. You know, so yes, it absolutely stays. I will say this. From from rewatching that scene, it really upsets me. One, that Edward Norton uh, couldn't strike a deal with um, Kevin Feige to continue to be the character, mainly because what I wanted was, um, especially now that we know what we got from Thor Ragnarok, I would have loved see Edward Norton's Hulk completely lose control and almost destroy New York to the point Mm -hmm. to where Stark and everyone had to send him off to another planet. That could have led into Thor Ragnarok. That would have made a lot Mm -hmm. more sense Mm -hmm. than him him deciding in Age of Ultron to just hop in the ship and leave. Like, that made no sense to me. It had no payoff. Um, And I think Edward Norton's Hulk, or even Mark Ruffalo's Hulk, I wouldn't have minded that. Um, them completely destroying New York to where Stark had to send him to another planet would have been beautiful. But before I pass it to you, Leo, I want to also mention, not only do we get from that scene Hulk saying Hulk smash for the first time, we also get the Hulk, uh, the Hulk clap from that scene. Uh, but I think yeah. it's, mm-hmm. you think it deserves a spot. Oh, definitely. And I'll just bounce off of that a little bit. Just some of the powers that are exhibited in this scene are just like freaking some of the most destructive ones we've ever seen. I mean, mm-hmm. Abomination jumps on top of a helicopter and Hulk jumps onto him and they start fighting on the tail of this helicopter. Like, there's just so much damage. Like, there, and, and this is exactly what you would expect from a Hulk movie. Like, it's perfectly placed, like you said, Hulk smash, because he is smashing stuff. He, they're wrecking buildings. They're jumping and fighting on helicopters. And freaking Abomination takes, like, this huge chain and just whacking Hulk with it back and forth. It's just so cool, like, to see some of the damage and, like, some of the action packs in, into the scene. Like, I just really liked, really liked that and really liked their trading blows. There was little dialogue and mostly just battle, and that's what I like out of a good superhero battle. Well, especially any battle that has the Hulk in it. Yeah, I I don't know if I need to hear him (laughs) talk much. Um, But I will say it was um, mainly because, you know, it was way before I got into the idea of doing stuff like this or being in the whole scoop business and everything. That whole um, Hulk smash line completely caught me off guard. Um, I, I'm going to be completely honest. I didn't notice it um, because the, the theater was so loud. So the second time I saw it, and I was just like, oh, my God. Like, he said it. He freaking said it. Like, that, that is so crazy. Um, that movie is, is very underrated. Uh, people sleep on it. Edward Norton was an amazing uh, Bruce Banner and Hulk. Um, Gerald, I'm not sure if I went to you 
Um, but do you think it deserves a spot on this list? Yes, because it came because after that movie, Nintendo created one of the best Hulk games to come out for <laughs> yes. Nintendo GameCube, and yeah. they actually used uh, it was an open world Incredible Hulk game where you can smash buildings and cars and stuff, and actually make the cars and in, like into like the boxing gloves for the Hulk. So that was definitely a, a, a you know a title for this list. But my only problem with that. You know, this thing is, where has Abomination been all this time? Like, mm-hmm. are we going to get well, another fight scene with him? But well, the thing just, is, just... Kevin, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say this just deserves to be on the list. Yeah, Kevin Feige did say that it's loosely connected, but that doesn't mean that Abomination isn't somewhere to be plucked out again in the near future. Because um, we know it's connected because we have uh, – Ross. So we know Ross is the connective tissue between that movie and the actual MCU. So it's connected. Uh, and he may be somewhere else. And let's not forget, we got the leader out of that movie. A lot of people sleep on, well, not sleep on, uh, you know, kind of missed the fact that we got the leader. Uh, that mm-hmm. guy that was helping Bruce right before that end, that end scene, where you see his head growing larger, that's him mm-hmm. becoming the leader. Um, a lot of people forget forget about that. So that'd be a really, really, really cool villain for them, especially against the Hulk, to use in the very near future, mainly because I think we'll get to a point where the Hulk is able to be both Bruce and the Hulk in the Hulk's body um, at the mm-hmm. same time. So to see the leader, who is very intelligent-based, go up against a Hulk that isn't just a dumb let-me-punch-things, he's actually intellectual also. That'd be a really cool thing to see them play around with. But all right, so Hulk vs. Abomination makes it in at number four. Leo, it is getting a lot harder now. What is your number three? Oh, man, yeah, it is getting pretty tough. Uh, my number three, I'm going to put another Spider-Man on the list with uh, the Spider-Man Doc Ock train scene um, in, from Spider-Man 2. Yes. Oh, that is like probably my favorite Spider-Man scene ever created. Um, it's you, you get a great dynamic fight between Doc Ock and Spider-Man before they even get on the train. I mean, they're on a they're like on the clock tower battling. And and when I was talking about the web earlier, I was like the only other scene I could think of where he uses his web to this extent is this scene where he's fighting uh, Doc Ock right before the train and on the train. I mean, he uses his web to take a piece of the, the clock and throw it right back at Doc Ock. He uses a lot of the webs to stop the train. And not to mention, like, you're fighting this guy with eight limbs to fight with. Um, you're also trying to stop this train right after if after he jumps off. I mean, it's just it's crazy. They're on the top of the train. They're on the side of the train. Spider-Man almost gets clobbered by another train. It's just it doesn't stop. Like, this is a nonstop fight. It's probably one of my favorite fights in, I mean, it is one of my favorite fights in superhero movie history. It's just, it's it's amazing. Probably my favorite fight in a Spider-Man movie ever. Yeah, I, I don't think there's much argument to go against that. Again, um, Leo, I found myself being in a situation to when, as you started speaking, I had already put it on the list. Uh <laughs> Uh, Eric, do you agree that Spider-Man versus Doc Ock deserves a spot on this list? Indubitably, completely, totally. But I want to take it just a little bit further, even though it's not the fight. 
it's the crowd, it's the people on the train and how gently they handle Spider-Man as they lay him down on the ground after he saved them and how respectfully they treat him. That was just so touching to me. Like, you know, and then one of the guys goes, geez, he's just a kid, you know, and God, that, that, that totally made that whole scene. You go from this high pat, uh, you know, this high adrenaline fight and all of that. Then he saves the train and then they bring him back in and they treat him so gently. I'll, oh, yeah. I mean, that that's amazing. I definitely have to be on the list. Yeah, no, I agree. And not to take anything away from that scene that you were just talking about, but that's actually what bothered me out of the entirety of that, that scene. When they go, he's just a kid. Yeah, Tobey Maguire definitely looks 30 as <laughs> – as, as Peter Parker. So when he said that, I was just like, yeah, no. He looks like someone's in, in, in the fact of like he's someone's child, but no. And, and every meaning of, of that word that counts, he does not look like a kid at all. Um, so that, that, that writing in that scene, because of how old I knew Tobey Maguire actually was, is what bothered me. But that did not take away from that scene at all. It just bothered me just a teeny, teeny amount uh, but, yeah, no, I completely agree with you, Eric. The emotion of that scene, them finding out his identity but not really knowing who he was, and then giving him his mask back, like, don't worry, we're not going to tell anybody that we know what you look like underneath that mask. Uh was definitely a touching moment. Um, Sam Raimi, uh, the writing of those first two films, the third one I won't even uh, begin to get into, I was actually pretty pretty well done. I thought those first two movies were really, really, really good. I honestly think Spider-Man 2 – might go down as one of the greatest uh, superhero movies of all time. So, um, you know, yeah. so I, I definitely agree with you on, on the, uh, the impact of that scene and the emotion of it. Um, Gerald, do you agree that Spider-Man vs. Doc Ock deserves a spot on this list? Yep, because I had it at number six. <laughs> See? So, yep, all I right. had it on the list. Great night. All right. Um, yeah. So, all right, so here's our updated list before we go to Eric and Gerald for the final two. Um, Blade versus Frost at number 10, Batman Warehouse scene at number 9, Nick Fury Car Chase at number 8, Spider-Man versus Lizard in School at number 7, Cap versus Bucky on the Street at number 6, Ajax versus Wade Wilson in the Fire at number 5, Hulk versus Abomination at number 4, Spider-Man versus Doc Ock Train scene at number 3. Um, all right, Gerald, what is number two? All right, number two, uh, this is a tough one because I got a pretty good ones up here, but number two, I would have to say Wonder Woman versus the Army. So, that's no, uh, yeah. the Wonder Woman, yeah, the, the Wonder Woman movie. Yes. Which he, which he um, climbs out of the trench. Yes. All right. Mm. Oh, this wow. is This is tough for me because we're at number two. I have something that I think is a crime that we have not brought up yet. But before I go into <laughs> um, my take, um, Leo, do you think No Man's Land deserves a spot on this list? Uh, it's 
so good, and I could argue that it deserves a spot for sure, but I just don't know if it deserves number two. Like, but I'm almost like thinking, I, man, it's so good that because just that emotional, that emotional piece of, well, no man can cross this land, and she's like, you know, she's not a man, so she can do it. I mean, it's just, it's it's so powerful. So I almost want to challenge another spot to put that on there. Well, don't worry. If we don't if we don't vote it in here, you'll have that opportunity. Uh, and Gerald, you will also that we can take something else out and put that in. So don't worry about that. Um, mm-hmm. You're going with no, Leo. Yeah, I'm going with the no just because it's number two. But man, it's a good one. Okay, uh, I'm gonna agree with you, Gerald. I freaking love that scene and the impact that that scene had on not only culture but superhero movies for for women moving forward. Uh, Patty mm-hmm. Jenkins not only wrote the hell out of that scene, she directed the hell out of that scene. But I uh-huh. have something in the tuck that I think needs to either be number two definitively or most definitely number one. So I'm going to go with no. But I promise you this, Gerald, Wonder Woman's No Man Land scene will make it in this top ten list because I have at least three things that I could take out to put that in. So don't worry about that. But for now, at number two, I agree with Leo. I can't put it at number two. Um, Eric, mm-hmm. do you think it deserves a spot on this list? I think it deserves at number two. a spot on Sorry, the... at number two. No, that's okay. Uh, it, not at number two. Actually, honestly, I, I had scored this as number seven in my list. Uh, you know, seven, six, somewhere around there, definitely. Number two, uh, no, not so sure about that. So I'm going to say no for right now. I'm sorry, brother. But I feel you're going to make All right. Um, so, excuse me, Eric, that means you got to replace it, man. What is your uh, number two? Now, we're going to go way back, ladies and gentlemen. This one, when I realized it, I, I looked at my wife and went, holy, and I won't use the word I used, but we're going to go back to 1980, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to go with, Superman versus the three Kryptonians from Superman Ooh. 2. The first time we ever truly got a superpower battle scene and with civilians involved and collateral damage and watching Superman lose that fight. That's my number two. Because I can remember being a little kid and sitting on the couch watching that fight and just in complete and total awe. Uh, I'm going to throw it to you, Leo. I'm not going to start. I'm going to let you start. Does that deserve number two? Uh, I just don't think it deserves number two. Like, I, I have seen that scene. I will say I haven't seen it that many, as many times as I wish I would have, but I wouldn't put it at number two. Um, jeez, I want—I almost want to say—I I almost want to say what I want. I don't want a number two, but I'll—I'll I'll wait. So I'll just wait. But I—I I, I don't think so. No. Okay. Um, right. Gerald. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Were you gonna say something, Eric? No, I was—I I was just saying. Okay, that's cool. I completely understand. Um, Gerald, uh, do you think this deserves a spot at number two? I would have to say yes for the simple fact uh, Christopher Nolan created that exact, recreated that scene 
about 20-something years later with the Man of Steel when uh, they were fighting oh, and uh, when they were fighting in the, the IHOP and all that, and it was uh, Zod and his two minions versus Superman. So I would, I would say yes, the fact that a great director like um, Christopher Nolan recreated that scene almost 20-something years later. And only well, difference is it was better CGI, but the fact that he used that, to like basically throw a salute. I, I want to say it was uh, George Reeves was, was that Superman? Or I, I don't know if it was Christopher Reeves or George Reeves, because I know both father and son played Superman. But the fact that we got that, that iconic scene 20 plus years later, so I would have to say, yes, it deserves number two. Well, two quick things. One, Zack Snyder, you mean. You mean. Christopher was Nolan was the, uh, yeah. Christopher Nolan was oh. the producer, but not the oh, director. Okay. Um, and two, the the argument I would make since you brought that, you know, if this was a courtroom, I'd say since you brought that into um, the uh, as your defense, I would argue, and I, I, I agree the times are different, so technology is better. But if you're saying that Man of Steel was done as like a homage to what they did from that movie, it was just done so much better. It was yep. done better. Uh, I'd even say the stakes were higher. I mean, you actually had people that were dying. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. just like, oh, you're imagining people were dying. Like, no. Not only were buildings being leveled with people in them, people on the ground were dying. So I'd even mm-hmm. say the stakes were higher. Superman had to fight a lot more and a lot stronger. And, again, it's, it's different writing. It's a different time. It's not to take away from the legend of the, uh, of the other Superman movie. It's just if you're using that as an argument, wouldn't you argue, Gerald, that Man of Steel battle of Superman versus um, Zod deserves a spot uh, before that scene does? Yeah, but this is this, but that scene was like it was Zod and his minions versus Superman. Like now, if Zod, if it was just Zod versus Superman, like we got for the final scene, then yeah, both scenes deserve a spot on the list, but. The fact that, you know, um, what our what our team members said that the fact that Superman lost, Superman lost in the the snack, the, the, the lot of snack, the Zack Ryder, um, it's not Zack Ryder, snack, can't even say his name, Zack um, Snyder. What are you saying? Zach, I can't talk. <laughs> I, I was like, because you know what's crazy? I was thinking of Zack Ryder, the wrestler. <laughs> yeah, don't so do I, that. Don't do that. No, no. <laughs> So the fact that, you know, in both movies that Superman lost that fight, that's why I agreed and was like, you know what, that deserves number two. Now well, look at it not, look at it like this look at it look at it in its entirety. Not only did Superman have to save that bomb that was going to plunge itself into Earth to help Zod recreate uh Krypton, he had to do that. Then he had to fight those two very OP Kryptonians. Then he had to go fight Zod. And you could you could even say he lost in terms of his job was to save lives. In the 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 battle itself, more people had died, uh I won't say than he saved, because we don't know the exact number of, of who he saved and who actually died, but you know, he lost in the sense of he had to kill, which is something he didn't want to do. And a lot mm-hmm. of people died. Um, you know, in result of him having that battle. But I, again, the reason why I say I deem that scene to be, or, or 
you know, his obstacle to be a lot harder, even though he, he won in the end. Think about the three different obstacles he had to go against and the fact that he had only became Superman an hour before having to save the Earth. That, to me, is what, makes, is what makes that entire scene, um, I'm not going to say better, but more impactful than that scene. Is, is, and, again, the only reason why I'm comparing the two is because you brought it up as part of your, um, your, your argument to why you, you value that scene. And to me, I think the significance and the impact is a lot more on the side of Man of Steel than it would be that one. Um, in, in, in closing of me saying that, Eric, I'll go to you. Gerald, then I'll go to you. Um, does that change uh, your back going at number two at all? Eric, yes. I'll start with you. Yes, absolutely. When put in that and when put like that, I completely understand where you're coming from, and I can completely agree with you. You know, Man of Steel was definitely much more um, impactful. Um, You know, this wasn't his second movie. You know, he hadn't been Superman for a while, then got to take on the Kryptonians. I mean, you're right. He had only become Superman an hour ago in the movie. So, yeah, I agree with you on that, totally. I get it. I I feel where you're coming from. Yeah, and like I said, that's not to take away from um, Superman 2 at all, because I think it's it's definitely a classic. And, you know, and if anything deserves a spot on this list, I just don't think at number two, and even in my defense of Man of Steel, I wouldn't put that Man of Steel battle at number two. That is the main reason why I find it difficult to put uh, that, that scene you're referring to at number two, because my defense against it, I don't even think, even though I think, Man of Steel, again, had a bigger impact. And, again, a lot of people that, that, you know, talk a lot of crap about, oh, well, you know, Superman wouldn't have killed or Superman wouldn't have let all those people die and the city crumble like that. Think about if you if you woke up one day, right? At 1 o'clock, it's like, whoa, I can fly and, you know, I'm really strong. And then at 1.30, someone's like, yeah, dog, uh, with you telling me that, we kind of need you to save the entire world, not the city, the world. You would do things a lot similar to what that Superman had to do. You had to kill to save a life. You had to destroy mm-hmm. half the city to save the entire world. So, you know, it, it, to me, just the sheer impact on the fact that he had became Superman literally an hour before being asked to save the entire world. Something that this guy who was just trying to find his place in society did not want to do. Um, so again, I think it's just more impactful that way. Um, mm-hmm. but Gerald, did it change your mind at all? Do you still think Superman two deserves a spot at number two? I hate the fact that you tapped into your Batman, you know, brain cells and outwitted us. So I'm gonna have to change my mind. <laughs> have to change. <laughs> I gotta don't, change. Don't don't see it you... like don't see it like that. I I only only because I look at I look at certain scenes as what it does for either the culture, or does it have any impact, uh, the totality of it. So it's just me stating uh, my view on how I thought it was impactful, and um, you know, uh, it, it had a deeper meaning and everything to it. A guy just trying to find his place in things. Superman too. You have a guy who is now a full fledged hero. 
He just went up against some guys that just happened to be stronger than him. Um, in Man of Steel, you have a hero who does not want to be a hero. You have a guy who had just found out uh, <laughs> he has a deeper meaning to his life, um, mm-hmm. you know, got a chance to speak to his actual father, and is now being thrust into saving the entire world. And in, uh, you know, his time of saving the world, had to stop a huge bomb from plunging into the, the, the city, then had to fight off three other really strong people, um, and then had to face his very first villain. So just, just the whole impact of that is why I thought it was, it was a bigger moment than the Superman 2 one. The, again, not being outweighted or anything is just my no, opinion. I, I if was, you guys I happen to agree, I, I appreciate that. it. I was just joking when um, I said that, but like the way you put it, I completely agree with that. So like, mm-hmm. I have to change my 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 uh, answer with that one. So yeah, the way you put it, Jawan, you put it in such a perspective. I didn't see it that way. So you you're right. I, I'll give you that one. You're right. I appreciate it, guys. Um, but Gerald, Eric, now that we are all in agreement, that only makes Leo's job a lot harder because now he has to replace. <laughs> Uh, his number two pick, since we now don't have a number two pick. So, Leo, you have fun with that, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm, like, thinking of, like, oh, man, there are so many good ones so far. Even some that didn't even make my list, but then I was like, wow, that was actually such a good scene I didn't think of. But uh, for number two, since we're including Netflix, I got to go with that uh, Daredevil, that stairwell scene um, in season Ooh. two, I think it was like episode three, where he busts in and fights the um, the biker gang. Oh, my God, just the sheer magnitude. And then his hand is like wrapped up. He's got a gun duct taped to his hand. He's he's uh, knocking out lights to beat up these guys. He is just – and the fact that he's obviously a blind ninja and he does – this guy, he does Daredevil so well. I really loved the first season, but then when that second season came out, I was just, I was flabbergasted. It has been the best Netflix show, uh, Marvel show, period, by far, in my opinion. And just, he's murking through these guys, and then halfway through, he takes a break, and there's more guys to fight. Like, I'm just like, dude, and not to mention, I mean, he's, he's blind, and we haven't had a Netflix on this list yet, and that was the best. I, I would say that's arguably the best choreographed fight because, I mean, looking at Iron Fist in comparison, those fights weren't that great. But this is probably one of the best choreographed in the Netflix series, so I got to go with that scene. You know what? Um, listen, and this is going to hurt saying, um, I'm going to say this, by the way, first of all, before I even get into my, uh, my argument, um, Charlie Cox, nicest guy ever, literally bumped into him at uh, the the last Comic-Con that I went to uh, this past, Lucky. I believe it was December. Um, I literally, I'm walking with uh, Joel and this kid, Jonas, um, and we're standing by this walkway, and, you know, we're just, we're just talking. I'm looking down at my phone, trying to get you guys a photo of, of, of uh, Kevin Conroy. And, you know, these huge security guards are pushing Giannis and Joel out of the way. And I'm looking up, and I'm like, yo, like, you guys relax? And then I look up, and Charlie Cox is in my face. And I'm like, uh, uh, hey. And he gives, like, the biggest <laughs> smile, and he's like, hey. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're Daredevil. And he goes, yeah. And then he just walks by me, and I'm like, oh, my God. So Charlie Cox is the nicest guy ever. 
Uh, craziest story I have about meeting somebody like that. Um, only reason, Leo, I'm going to say no to this, as much as it physically pains me to, that wasn't even the best fight scene of that. I actually, and since we're at the we're at the the end here, um, and if this does make it or doesn't make it, um, it, it won't change anything because that's not even my pick for for number one. I'm gonna go ahead and say that Punisher jail scene was a better fight scene oh, than that hallway. That is oh, the only man, reason was... why I will say no to that because if anything deserves a spot from Netflix in its totality as far as a fight scene. Think about this. Before we got that scene from The Punisher, we hadn't had anything of extreme violence from a Marvel movie or show since the MCU has started. I'm not talking about the Blade stuff and the first X-Men and stuff like that. I'm talking about since the MCU had, had grown its roots, we had not had anything remotely as violent as that. And think about this. It showed him split us. Uh, slicing throats, blood being poured out. I mean, this guy was beating brains in. It was easily one of the most violent things I think we've ever seen in a superhero show and or movie. Well, until he got his own season, I think we got something way more violent. But I would argue, especially since we're getting to the the, the last two, that's not even the best fight scene in that season. Um, Gerald, I'll go to you first before I go to Eric. do you think that uh fairway scene um deserves a spot at number two? I, I hate the fact that I have to say no because to piggyback what you said, there was so many great there was so many more like, you know, great fight scenes throughout the whole Netflix series. I would honestly have to say, you know, if if <laughs> gun to my head I would say that the Defenders hallway scene was better than the Daredevil uh, hallway scene. Ooh, ah, I would have to disagree with you on that one. Honestly, there aren't many scenes that are better than the scene that Leo is putting up. I honestly think there's only one, and it is that Punisher scene. Um, Mm -hmm. Because it's something that we have... Only reason I don't give the edge to that Defenders scene is because you have two of the most powerful heroes in that scenario and both couldn't actually get off what they wanted to because tight quarters aren't a proper spot for heroes who only have strength. So if that scene mm. we only had if, if in that scene we only had Matt Murdock and um Danny Rand, those two guys fighting everybody off, I would have given you that edge because I believe in that season uh, they did a really good job with uh, Danny, and they did a really good job with Matt. Because you had Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, like picture when Danny Rand like jumped off the wall and kicked that guy. Luke Cage and Jessica Jones weren't doing much because all they can do is just like punch you really hard. So I didn't really feel the full effect of that scene. I think there's way better scenes in the Defenders that you could use as an example. I did not like that one because it felt uncomfortable for the two strongest heroes in that scenario. So I will say, Leo, in my opinion, I think there's only one scene that I could even remotely put close to, um, to the scene you're, you're offering up, and it's that Punisher scene, because that was just like, whoa, what? Like, that is a lot of violence. I didn't think Marvel was going to give us something even closely, uh, you know, similar to something of that magnitude. 
Um, Eric, I will go to you. Um, do you think that stairway scene, stairwell scene, sorry, um, or stairway, whatever, um, deserves that number two spot? <laughs> oh, man. So many choices. So many things. Um, I got to say no. Um, mm. I haven't se- I, I haven't seen the Punisher scene. I, I know I'm behind on a lot of my Netflix shows, but you know, from what you're saying on the Punisher scene, you've kind of sold me on it. Um, that that stairwell scene was amazing. Don't get me wrong, that was a really amazing scene, and I enjoyed it. But as the number two. Yeah, I'm not so sure. I'm even looking at, and I don't know what everybody else has, obviously, but I'm just, I'm just thinking, mm, no, not this time. Sorry, man. Well, listen, Leo. Like I said before, no one be discouraged if any of your picks weren't agreed upon, because we have a chance after we get our list done to go back through and maybe take some things out and put some things back in. Um, but I will say, Leo. Luckily for you, now Eric has to figure out what – oh, no, 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 Eric, didn't you say the man – oh, you, no, I'm sorry. Gerald has to now figure out what will replace that scene. No pressure. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> no pressure. Um, I would have to say, uh, going back to Civil War, Iron Man versus uh, – Captain Bucky. Mm. Oh, you read my mind. Yes. <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because uh. when Bucky was down, they gave us that uh, iconic comic book scene where uh, yes. Cap used his shield to block out Iron Man's pulse rays, and it was basically mm-hmm. shot by shot what they did in the comic. So I, I would say that's number two. Um. All right, well, I know I'm going to be out, outvoted on this one, but I actually don't even have that on my top ten list at all. How dare you? Um, How? I don't have <laughs> no, that. get off the phone. I don't have that or Team Stark versus Team Cap. Um, Are you And serious? honestly, the main – hear me out. The main <laughs> reason why I don't is because when you think of a fight scene, you think of there has to be um, – there has to be actual consequences that come from it, and there has to be a loser in the situation. And at no point, and you know, this could just us, you know, this this could just be me speaking uh, from someone who actually had already seen the movie, so I know it. But at no point in that scene did I think anyone out of the three of those guys was going to die. So I thought at 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 the very least what would end up happening is either Steve and Bucky get arrested or, you know, um, they escape. So to me, that doesn't, there isn't extreme consequences that come from that. Um, You know, yes, they had to go on the run, but anytime I have to go from New York to living in a palace like Wakanda, I don't think I lost much in that situation. Um, But yeah, those two scenes to me weren't in my top 10 list. Um, but uh, I'm sure Leo and Eric <laughs> are going to vote completely different than that. 
Um, so I'll start with you, Leo. Do you think Cap versus Bucky, Cap and Bucky, sorry, versus uh, Iron Man deserves a number two spot? Oh, yeah. I definitely think that deserves a spot up there. I mean, I think it's just even the conflict that Steve has going on. It's like, you know, well, I'm having to defend this new friend versus my old friend who actually do it. He was brainwashed. Like, it's just it's such an emotionally intense scene. And I I just love the iconic line. I mean, the, you know, I can do this all day when they're toe-to-toe going fist-to-fist. And even Sunday was having a hard time analyzing Captain America's fighting skills. Like it just like it shows his fighting power, uh, fighting abilities as well. Kind of like we were saying earlier in uh, Winter Soldier. But yeah, I absolutely love it. And uh, like you said, Gerald, it's shot by shot from the comic book. Like that mm-hmm. exact frame put in the cinematics. So I gotta say yes. And this directly sets up um, Infinity War. Mm-hmm. All right, um, Eric, do you agree? I completely agree. You know, again, from the shot for shot in the comic book, and that's one of the comics that actually Civil War got me back into comics after I got married because I saw, you know, I saw this title and I went, oh, really? And, you know, to see that on the big screen and to see Steve holding that shield, you know, fighting off the repulsor beams. But it wasn't, you know, there was. It's not that it was a high stakes like somebody's gonna die or whatever. But there were high stakes. I mean, Tony and Steve, in effect, the same anymore. They aren't the same friends that they were to begin with. I mean, Steve lost mm-hmm. the friendship there. So did Tony. I mean, that really hurt him. That hurt both of them. That fight. You know, there were a lot of consequences for that fight. You know, there's completely different mindset between the both of them now. You've got two different sides of the coin. And, you know, I, I definitely, it definitely deserves to be on there. And we don't know what's going on off camera, you know. Like maybe if they did have other conversations later or whatever, you know, or even, you know, arguments by text message or whatever. But, you know, wow, that really kind of, I mean, that did set the tone. It set up Infinity War. It set everything moving for the, for the end of that chapter of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, well, that, I mean, it, it, even to go in, by the way, you guys outvoted me, so it, it's in at number two. But to go into what you're saying about uh, the, the high stakes, but the high stakes of, of that moment were ruined when Steve read the letter from Cap, Cap knowing that Steve could easily find him. He still sent the letter, sent the phone, told him, if you ever need me, I'm just a phone call away. And, you know, and Iron Man was okay with that. Why? Because Iron Man understood at the end of the day, Cap did what he had to do for his friend, same way Stark would have done that for Rhodey. So the, the stakes of that were kind of diminished a little bit because Although their friendship has changed because uh, Iron Man will never be able to view Bucky the same, knowing that he killed his parents, Steve and, and, and Stark's relationship has always been business-driven, meaning they are only friends because, you know, they were only put together to save the world. So it wasn't like, mm-hmm. oh, these are guys that were friends from back in the day, and now everything's changed because of what happened to his parents. Like, no, they were only friends, and remember – they were butting heads in the first Avengers. 
So it only came full circle. If they were friends from the beginning, then it'd be different. Like if, if Stark was always like, like if they approached that relationship the way that they did in the, in the new cartoon that they have on, on Disney Channel, to where Stark loved Cap because all he heard as a child was stories of Cap. So the fact that he actually got to meet him was an honor to him rather than the way they addressed it in the movie to where it was just like, well, I'm the top guy. You're trying to be the top guy. I don't like it. You know, I was annoyed at how much my father talked about you because he never spent that time with me. So, you know, it was never like a true friendship between them. So although, you know, Iron Man does give that line, so was I, I don't think it it affected him as much as it would have if, uh, you know, Rhodey had, had betrayed him. So, you know, that last scene to where Stark and Cap kind of have that heartfelt moment kind of washed away any of that, that venom that we thought they had between each other in the scene just before. So that's why I didn't have it in there is, is you know, because the emotion got stripped down for me when they kind of kiss and made up with that, that letter and him giving him the phone. But like I said, it, it still got voted in, so it is at number two. Okay. My now, number one on. – go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, would it have been more impactful if it had followed the comic book where Steve would have stood down, would have put the shield down and said, I quit, and hand, put his hands out? Would it have been more impactful at that point? Yes, yes, because what you could have done to where he still escaped to Wakanda, you could have had a moment to where him and Stark actually talked it out, um, you know, in a conversation face-to-face, and maybe Stark does something slick, like leaves him away to, to escape or something along those lines. To me, to me, the only reason why I say the emotion got stripped for me um, is because of the, the fact that they didn't have a conversation face-to-face. It was a letter. It was a letter, and Steve knew that if Tony wanted to, he could find him, and this game could continue between the two of them. But he knew Stark didn't have it in him, to continue this fight. Um, you know, so that to me would have been more impactful. If he dropped the shield and said, you know, Tony, listen, if, if, if things between us will, will be better if you take me in and that's what you feel as though you need to do, take me in. I would have, I would have appreciated that a lot more, yes. Um, okay. But let's, let's, let's move on. Um, number one, I'm going to go with um, a scene I am really – really heartbroken. No one has brought up a scene from this entire movie that has easily five, I'd say five of the best top ten moments, uh, fight scenes, rather, in superhero history. Have you guys not brought up not even one scene from Logan? My number one Uh, of the top uh, ten best fight scenes (laughs) is going to Logan and Laura in the woods when Wolverine goes full berserker. That him going yeah. berserker isn't what him going berserker isn't why I put this at my number t- at my number one. The reason I put this at my number one is when you get Logan and X twenty three almost back to back tag teaming those guys, which is one of the most beautiful scenes I've ever seen as far as being shot. Um, as far as an action scene, mainly because a moment between Wolverine and X-23 is something I never thought we would ever see, especially after how horrible uh, 
whatever the one before Logan was, as far as the Wolverine solos. That movie was just horribly written. Uh, I, I'm still amazed Logan was written by the same guy. Um, but yeah, that entire scene of them in the forest, Laura ripping guys' arms off, slicing guys' arms off. I mean, you had that uh, that one fat kid that I think had the powers of like blowing like uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, not ice or something. You had one kid that blew like ice on the guy's arm, and someone else clobbered it off. That whole scene was just beautifully shot. And then the best way to end the fight scene, the way the war should have ended, you had your hero die. And I mean die for real. Logan ain't coming back. That, to me, is the ultimate fight scene and truly deserves a spot at number one. Gerald, do you agree? Since you put it so beautifully like that, I have no choice but to agree. You can't disagree with that. Like even when you said Logan, I was like, why didn't I think of that? Like there was so many like even the opening fight scene where yeah. Logan was like, Listen, like, I'm tired guys. I don't wanna do this. Like please just take like, you know, you can't get that off. Just leave my car alone. Leave me in peace. And then they, they shoot him and he just goes into this blind rage and killing them and using his powers still wanna hurt him. So even from the beginning of the movie, you knew he was going to die. So the fact that you put it in such poetic words, Juwan, it gets 100% of my approval. I mean, and honestly, as much as I love that wood scene, I'd even maybe argue uh, when he first sees Laura use her powers uh, is an amazing fight scene when she's cutting yes. guys' heads off. I thought that was – and and I said this. I remember telling Joel when I saw this, it, it made me completely geek out, and I, I think I even screamed a little bit. When we saw her use her claws that she has in her feet, that was the number one thing that I said going into that movie. You can't have X-23 and not have her fully utilize the fact that she has claws in her hands and in her feet. And when she had that one scene to where she used her foot and you saw the blade come out, I was like, thank you so much. That was beautiful, and I am glad you guys did not forget one of the most important traits of Laura uh, and the fact that she's able to use uh, her claw out of her feet. Um, Leo, do you agree that the Wolverine, or Logan rather, going full berserker in the woods deserves to be number one? Oh, yes. I mean, that movie, I, I wanted a good Wolverine movie for the longest time, and Origins didn't do it. Um, the Wolverine was trash, but Logan was just, wow, Logan was phenomenal. Like, it was just top to bottom phenomenally written, and I, I thought the only one that could come even close to this one was, was exactly that, the Lord, when we first see Laura's powers and when they're trying to get away in that limo. It's just a fantastic scene, and it was it, it, it was a different take on superhero on quote unquote a superhero movie. It was more of like a western kind of like Wolverine growing old, and it was just wow. I I'm actually surprised I didn't mention that at all either. Um, but Logan was probably by far my favorite movie of 2017 period, and that scene is just oof. I, if if I could have one thing, I would just have have the berserk mode last just a little bit longer, 
but yeah. it was just top to bottom fantastic. Like I maybe would have asked for a couple more minutes of the the berserker. Of berserker, absolutely. I tell you guys what, this is how difficult me picking this number one was. Guess what I was going to go with on my original list as number one. Before I pass it to you, Eric, I did not forget about you. Uh, but guess what my, my original number one was before I, I had to settle for this one. I was going to go. Versus, uh, ro- go ahead. Were you going to say, Leo? I was going to say um, the Team Cat versus Team Iron Man. No, I told you that was not on my list at all. Um, <laughs> I was actually going to go Rorschach prison scene. That was one of the best action scenes ever when you had the entire Watchmen group. Uh, well, not the entire, but most of the Watchmen group come into the prison uh, to help get Rorschach out. But just Rorschach uh, fighting his way out alone was just amazing. Zack Snyder knows how to capture things, both action and visually, like no one else. That was beautifully done. I was, I was, going, I was toying between that in the Berserker scene, I, like I said, I was surprised no one had mentioned it before then. So I was like, all right, well, I can't let Watchmen be number one and not mention Logan at all. So I'm like, all right, I have to, I have to go with Berserker. But I, I honestly almost put Watchmen at that number one spot because that mm. gets slept on a lot for reasons I cannot begin to comprehend. Um, but, Eric, uh, do you agree that Berserker Logan deserves that number one spot? Dear God in heaven, yes. That that scene, I remember watching that scene and getting a little misty-eyed. And, you know, you take it the rest of the way through the rest of that scene and everything that happens. Man, that that was the Wolverine movie we have been waiting for since 2000 yeah. when the first X-Men movie came out. You know, and again, back to what you said, you know, the first fight where he has to pull out his claw manually. You know, he knew this was going to be an intense movie. And, and seeing him do that full-on berserk, and they just went off. Beautifully shot, beautifully choreographed again. <sighs> Nothing can touch that. There's, no, I mean, honestly, what I have for my number one, there's no way it can touch that. Um, Who is your number one? Battle for New York from the Avengers. That Ooh. that was listen. That, that's that's a great one. one. I I had that on my list over the um the the Civil War ones that you guys wanted me to have in. I had the Battle of New York in there just because of <laughs> what that meant. Uh, what that meant. Uh, the impact that had. All of mm-hmm. your heroes lining up back to back for the first time ever, and then when Cap gives the instructions, and then you hear for the first time ever, Hulk. Smash, like someone giving him that as an order. Hulk, mm-hmm. smash. And then you see that amazing grin that Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk gives, and then he is just ripping into all of the Chitari. I thought that was beautifully done. Um, I love the high stakes of that. Um, I love the uh, what stems from that as far as Iron Man's uh, psyche, just all of that. And speaking of iconic, People sleep on this iconic moment that you got from uh, the very first video game, um, Marvel uh, Ultimate Alliance, where you had Cap um, and Iron Man projecting their powers together to, mm-hmm. to uh, deflect off uh, one of Iron Man's beams 
to hit the the Chitauri around them. I thought yeah. that was beautifully done. Um, so yeah, I, listen, that does deserve a spot uh, or even an argument for number one. I just mm-hmm. think because of uh, the the impact Logan had, that has a slight advantage. But I think the impact that the Battle of New York had, because you've never seen that many heroes or even more mm-hmm. than maybe one or two get together in a movie like that um, and, you know, give give an action sequence like the one that they got. Josh Whedon did an amazing job uh, with that there, entire there, movie, but specifically just that scene. Th- there was something else about that scene, and I think it was this movie, when Hawkeye and Black Widow were talking, and she's like, this is just like the Ukraine or whatever. It's like that yes, one personal yes. little joke. You know, I thought yes. that was such an amazing touch where he goes, you and I remember the Ukraine a lot differently. You know, that yes. was just such a yes. great inside moment into their psyche. In the middle of all this, they're having an argument over how bad the Ukraine really was. Right, because honestly, out of everyone except for maybe Cap, uh, maybe you can say the Hulk, they've been in the in, in the most battles as far as like the the most high high stakes kind of situations, not of that magnitude but of a lesser degree, um, as far as being battle-tested. Uh, they've been through a lot. Um, but uh, we're running uh, low on time, so let's go through our list again. Um, number 10, we have Blade versus Frost. Number 9, we have Batman Warehouse scene. Number 8, we have the Nick Fury car chase. Number 7, we have Spider-Man versus the Lizard. Uh, number 6, we have Cat versus Bucky on the street. Number 5, we have Ajax versus Wade in the fire. Number four, Hulk vs. Abomination. Number three, Spider-Man vs. Doc Ock train scene. Number two, Cap vs. Bucky. Oh, Cap and Bucky, sorry, versus Iron Man. And number one, Logan in the woods. Um, Leo, I will start with you. Is there anything on this list? It does not matter the order. Is there anything in this list that you want to take out to possibly put something else in? Um, I almost want to take out. Ah, such a good list. Uh, I almost want to take out number ten for that Wonder Woman moment for um, for No Man's Land. Uh, well, you have my vote because No Man's Land deserves a spot. Actually, I think it's on now. No Man's Land deserves a spot on this list without a doubt. No arguments for me at all. Gerald, do you agree? Yep, I agree. All right, Eric, do you agree? Completely. All right, so hold on. Let me write it in. No Man's Land. All right, Eric, um, out of this list, is there anything on here that you would like to take out to put something else in? Um, Eric? Oh, okay. I thought I No, I'm good. No, no, I'm sorry. I was just thinking, I like the list. I, I'm I, the only one that I would even think would think about taking out just anything else around it is one of mine was the Wade versus Ajax fight, but I would I wouldn't even know what to replace it with. All right, so, so you I'm could good. definitely. Yeah, I was gonna say you can keep it then. Um, all right, Gerald, is there anything on this list you would like to take out and replace? Um. Yeah, it's a good it's a good list. Um 
I'm trying to think because there's so many good ones. Uh, I would definitely want to put in Team Cap versus Team Iron Man fight, but I don't know what to replace it with. Pick something. You got to take something out, man. I'm trying to think. Um, From my uh, point of view... From my point of view, if you wanted to take out Wade versus Ajax, I would back you 150%. Well, there you go. My lifeline has spoke for me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hold on. Let's see. Team Cat versus Team... I'll just say Stark. Um, Replaces Ajax versus Wade Wilson. All right, um, I'm going to take out Nick Fury's car chase, and I'm going to put in what I honestly think is the greatest fight scene or at least greatest opening in superhero movie history, and that goes to Punisher Warzone. That opening not only the most brutal, but the most amazing action I have ever seen. I'll set the stage in case anyone here does not remember it. It starts with a crime family is sitting at the table enjoying a beautiful dinner. Go out, you see a flare ignite, and the Punisher is standing there looking ripped right out of the comics. And he starts by slicing uh, one of the, I think the mother's throat, and her head falls off, and he begins just destroying that entire table, putting knives in heads, shooting people in the head. It was amazing. That, to me, and Blade's opening are possibly the two greatest openings in superhero movie history. But I think that that deserves to replace Nick Fury's car chase. I will start with you, Leo. Do you agree? Sorry about that, guys. Um, Yeah, I definitely definitely agree. Um, That scene is... I, wow, I had forgotten about that film, and then I was like, wow, uh, Warzone is actually the the better Punisher film, um, and it's, oh, man, yeah, I, I got to go yes, for sure. All right, uh, Eric, do you agree? Absolutely. I totally agree with it. All right, and Gerald, do you agree? No arguments here, buddy. All right. Um, one more I want to take out. Um, hold on. Let me just say Punisher Warzone opening. Uh, even though that's not really the opening, but you guys, you guys get it. Um, I'm gonna take out Spider-Man versus the Lizard in school, and I'm honestly gonna replace it with something I'm really shocked didn't get mentioned at all, and that's Deadpool scene, which opened the movie, which is him on the highway. Um, I mm. thought that was beautifully shot. Mm. I thought he revived the song. I don't think many of this generation who saw that movie knew anything about that song. Um, and it was just, it screamed Deadpool. Him sitting in the car, him taking that, that lighter, putting it in the guy's mouth and saying, I usually don't say this, but don't swallow. And it, was, it just, it screamed Deadpool. You had a guy who got smacked uh, <laughs> against one of the signs uh, as they were going by on the highway. He became like a, a permanent stain on that sign. Um, you know, you had him only having, I believe it was 12 rounds, and making great use of all of them. 
Uh, I just I loved that opening scene, and I think it it had some of the best action, um, and it deserves a spot on this list. Uh, Gerald, do you agree? Yeah, I agree. There's no arguments here, man. The list is great. All right, Eric, do you agree? <laughs> yes, because I'm thinking about, and this guy is smart because he wore the brown pants. <laughs> you know, I mean, lines like that are just fantastic. So yes, I completely agree. That's beautiful. Um, Leo, do you agree? As much as it pains me to take a Spider-Man entry off the list, I have to agree for the comedy and for the shots alone. All right, so I'm going to read you guys the new the new and final list. No Man's Land at number 10, Batman Warehouse scene at number 9, Punisher Warzone opening at number 8, um, Deadpool on the Highway at number 7, Cap, Cap versus Bucky on the street, Team Cap versus Team Stark. Uh, Cap versus Bucky on the street, sorry, is number 6. Team Cap versus Team Stark is number 5. Hulk versus Abomination is number four. Spider-Man versus Doc Ock train scene is number three. Excuse me. Cap and Bucky versus Iron Man is number two. And Logan in the Woods is number one. Does anybody think anything needs to come out? I still think Battle of New York has to go somewhere. I just don't know where. Like, it's so good. I mean, I don't know what I would take out. If you find if something, I, make the argument, and, and we'll, we'll debate it. But honestly, I'm looking at this list. The only – well, I'm going to be completely honest with you. If I would take anything out, it'd be Team Cat versus Team Stark to put that in. Um, but that's just me. But, you know, you, you brought it up, Leo. So, you know, do you have anything in mind on this list oh, that you could take out? Uh I'd, mm, I'd, I'd probably have to go with the team cap team, and that that's a good one too. I mean, don't get me wrong, but the battle of New York is just so much better. It's and and I think I I go back to that thought of impact. I mean, it's just like that was the first time we saw like that many heroes team up to take the city, and that beautiful shot of all of them just like of the camera surrounding all of them looking different sides back to back like that. You you can't get a better scene than that in superhero movie history. I just I gotta go with that one instead of Team Cap versus Team Iron Man. All right, I listen. I don't need to say anything else. I completely agree. Uh, I told you I had that on my list over that one anyway. Uh, Gerald, do you agree? Yeah, man. No arguments here, buddy. That was your pick, though. So you sure you don't have any arguments? No, I mean, this is the thing. This is why I love shows like this, because there's always a better idea. So, I mean, even though my choice was good, there's always going to be something either better or greater that's going to replace it. I don't have any disputes with that being replaced. Like, yeah, Team Cap and uh, Team Iron Man was a great scene, but come on, man. The the Avengers theme playing as all the Avengers joined forces at the first time, you can't beat that. All right. I'm just Very sorry well I didn't said. think. Of, I, I'm just sorry I didn't think about it first. So I mean, <laughs> Very I'm, in, well I'm said. in complete uh, agreement. 
Eric, do you agree? I agree. I mean, again, I think Team Cap versus Team Stark was great. Great moment when Spider-Man stole the shield and, you know, the the commentary about the Empire Strikes Back. But you can't go against the battle for New York. I mean, that was it. You saw total teamwork, two teams work, you know, all these guys working together, the tandem attack, the humor, uh, Hulk basically, forgive me for saying it, he went ape shit. And he's just using the, the buildings in the city like Jungle Gym and swinging around everywhere and destroying stuff. And, you know, puny God. I mean, come on. That that was a great line when he took Loki and just basically made Loki his personal little, you know, play toy. So, no, I, I'm good with replacing it. All right. Then we are all in agreement. Battle of New York. Avengers replaces Team Cap versus Team Stark. Guys, this is an amazing list, man. This is very difficult. Very, very, very difficult. Um, glad we got to do it. Glad I got to do it with you guys. Um, before we start to wrap up the show, uh, just kind of really quickly, um, we're going to go around. You're going to just say what your favorite trailer that came from this week was. Uh, and there was a lot, so you're just going to pick one. Um, Eric, I'll start with you. What was your favorite trailer of this week? Han Solo. Wow. Okay. All right. Um, Leo, what was your favorite trailer? <laughs> Dude, Juwan, you just do not like Solo, do you? Yeah, man. No, I told you. I'm not a fan of that. Um, I'll tell you guys later all the things I heard about that movie. Um, but what was your pick, Leo? Oh, it, ooh, I, I really liked Solo, too. That was such a, that was, that was a good one. And I'm, I'm so looking forward to Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian, but I, I got to give it to Deadpool too. Like that, mm-hmm. that trailer literally had me. Like I woke up and I saw the notification for the trailer, and I watched it, and I was just dying. Like I was laughing so loud that I'm pretty sure my neighbors could probably hear me. Like I was just cackling so loud at that trailer, the Toy mm-hmm. Story reference, the fact that he freeze framed and uh, broke the fourth wall in the trailer and made the hilarious, hilarious Superman mustache joke. I just, I, I mm. gotta give it to Deadpool too. All right. No arguments here, man. That was a great thing to wake up to. Um, Gerald, what's your pick? I don't have a movie, um, but my favorite trailer was the gameplay for the uh, Ninja Turtles and Injustice 2. Ooh. You got, no. you got to pick a movie, man. Even though that was really, really, really dope. You said trailer. You didn't say, you didn't specify. (laughs) You didn't specify. As everyone was picking movies, that was obvious. I mean, all right. If I've got to pick a movie, the the final trailer for Black Panther. Because, I mean, come on. That that movie's, like, I still stand by what I say. Besides Infinity War, Black Panther's going to be one of the best movies of 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't, no argument I don't think there. anyone could argue that. Yeah, I don't think anyone could argue that. Um, I'm actually going to go with something that's going to throw everyone off a little bit. I'm going to go with Mission Impossible. Um, I didn't not, see only, that one. not only, not only, who said they didn't see that one? Was that you, Gerald? Yeah, I didn't see it. 
Go ahead, watch it real quick. Just mute, mute yourself. Watch it real quick. No, um, I, I can watch only... it after the show. We could talk about it when I'll text you about okay, it, but cool. I don't want to, like, you know. All right, cool. Not only did we get to see, really, because honestly, with some of these Mission Impossibles, have lacked a little bit is, is stakes for Ethan, like personal stakes for Ethan. Um, and this movie looks like we'll get him. I mean, first of all, Henry Cavill, and let me just say this, this is the main reason why I'm picking this trailer. I had said when the Justice League news came out that whatever Mission Impossible had in store for Henry Cavill, it better be worth the fact that we had to see that god-awful, um, you know, uh, edit of them trying to take the mustache off of him. And it looks like it, it's paying off. Like, I looked at that and I was like, yeah, Henry Cavill looks like such a badass in this movie. Uh, the mustache totally works for him. It looks so awesome. Um, but yeah, no, bringing the, the old team back, Ethan's old... Uh, I don't know if they broke up or if they just didn't have her in the last two movies. Um, but the woman that he was with in Mission Impossible 3, she looks like she's back. Um, the stakes look like they, they're, they're bigger. Um, it just looks like so much fun. That movie not only looks like it has some of the best action you're going to get of the year, um, it also looks like it has possibly one of the best stunts that you'll get from the year. Him falling from the helicopter and landing on whatever that, that box was that was attached to that line coming from it uh, was actually Tom Cruise, not a stunt double. Um, he always likes to do those those huge stunts with these Mission Impossible movies. And that that really captured me and caught me, and that was my favorite. I would have said Venom and if we didn't get a trailer about Eddie Brock. So we didn't get a Venom trailer. We got an right. Eddie Brock trailer. Yeah. So, yeah, um, we got an Eddie Brock. You know, whenever we get a Venom trailer, I think I'll, I'll pick Venom trailer over anything else. But, again, mm-hmm. IGN ruined uh, a Venom first look with an Eddie Brock photo. And then Venom ruined <laughs> a Venom trailer with giving us really? an Eddie Brock trailer. So, yeah, but, but, Sony has to get their stuff together, man. Uh, th- their marketing has always been god-awful. So hopefully that they fix that and we see Venom. I'd even say we need to see Venom for the month of February is over. I think it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. We still haven't seen what Venom looks like. What are you going to say, Leo? I've got to ask, would, would you rather – see it right away or would you rather be surprised like I almost kind of like maybe a little tease like I feel like the poster's enough I, I almost want to be surprised like if I well, could see the symbiote wrapping up around him that would be cool but I don't think I want to see the full suit till the movie drops I know I'm gonna see it before it does but I don't know I like surprises. I'll say this I'll say this if any other company was doing well let me let me say not Warner Brothers, but if any other company was doing this besides Sony, I would say yes. But Sony does not have a good track record with me. I do yeah. not want to wait and expect things to be good when it comes to Sony. So no. And, and I'm saying I don't need to see him suited up in a trailer. Just give me an official photo of Venom, like the actual yes. suit, an official, just a photo. I don't need to see him in action. I don't need to see him doing anything. Just a photo. That's it. Or even if you want to give me something, just a photo of Eddie Brock, but you see the symbiote taking up every like the rest of his body, and you only see like his neck and maybe the symbiote kind of around his head, but not fully covering his face. Just something along yeah, those lines. That. Just something along those lines. But the fact that 
excuse me, uh, Sony does not have the world's best track record. I mean, think about the reasons why we love Homecoming, because we know Kevin Feige had uh, a lot to do with what that film was. The fact that it looks like Kevin Feige has no dealing with, um, with this Venom movie, it doesn't scare me, but it does concern me. So, no, I'm, I'm not the wait-and-see kind of guy when it comes to Sony in a Spider-Man uh, property. So, no, that I will not wait for. I, I need something <laughs> to further make me go, yeah, all right, I need this movie now. Um, but, yeah, I think something like that is, is very subtle. It's not giving away anything. Um, and if the news that I'm hearing about Carnage is true, yeah, I want to see Venom at least have the symbiote covering most of his body and part and part of his face, and I'd be fine with that. Eric, you were going to say something before you got disconnected. Yeah. Um, is Riz Ahmed playing Carnage? Is that confirmed? No, I can tell you that now. No, he is not Carnage. Is Carnage in the movie? Yes, but not as much as you would think. Damn. I will tell you guys this, though. I will tell you guys this, though. If from what I'm hearing, and what I'm hearing is this, Carnage is an in-scene credit. But what makes that so special is who's playing Carnage. And that, what I'm hearing, is what, no, yes, Woody Allen, is that his name? Yeah. Woody Woody Allen or Woody Allen? Yeah, I think that's the name. Woody Harrell. Woody? There you go. Woody Allen is not oh, the person yeah. I was trying to say. Woody Harrell. I'm there like, what? Um, yeah, I said Woody Allen. Yes. You know what was crazy? You know what was crazy? I was thinking Tim Allen and Woody from Toy Story. I don't know why, but I put those two together. Um, but, yes, Woody Harrelson is what I'm hearing. We'll be playing Carnage, but Carnage will be an end credit scene, so it doesn't take away from what they're trying to set up with Venom. So that I is what ha- I'm hearing. Is it true? Only God knows. We shall see. But that is the rumor that I'm hearing. He would be perfect for Cletus. I mean, Cletus was, if you just looked at his face, you could see this nut job, you know. And Woody Harrelson has it that he can pull that off. You know, look at Zombieland. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I only had one pick for, uh, well, two, I'm sorry. Two picks for Carnage, and I'm really disappointed I didn't get either one of them. One was Cameron Monaghan, um, and the other one was uh, the guy who played um, Rorschach. Those two guys not only look exactly like uh, Cletus Cassidy, but they can embody him, and they have the red hair. So you don't even mm-hmm. have to do anything with hair implants or anything. They literally look like they're pulled from the pages. Of, of Carnage. Those two were my only picks, but Harrelson's acting is so good, I would have no issue with him being Carnage whatsoever. No complaints would come from this side. Totally agree. But, guys, um, we are approaching the last few seconds of the show. This has been an amazing first show. Next week is going to be even more fun. I will not give away the topic is for next week because we don't know it. So that is something we will talk about with each other uh, after the show and figure it out what next week's show is going to be. But um, thank you for everyone tuning in to Top Ten. Thank you, Gerald. Thank you, um, Eric. And thank you, Leo. Um, Had a great time with you guys and cannot wait to do this again. 
Make sure everyone you tune in to uh, Geek Vibes Live tomorrow. We have an all-new episode. And stay tuned for our very huge interview with Mark Guggenheim this upcoming week. And I will announce it on this show. We are working on getting an interview with David Mizaz for this upcoming week. So do not miss it. That will be two huge interviews of this week. Um, Do not miss either one of them. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, again, thank you for tuning in to Top Ten. We will see you guys same time, same place next Saturday. Word. Peace. See ya.